is therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way, opened for us through the curtain that, it, that is his body. Since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from our guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold on swervingly to the hope we profess, for he who has promised is faithful. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So because of the fullness of the new covenant and the eternal forgiveness enacted by Jesus' ministry, the author, the author of Hebrews summons his audience to the full assurance of faith and salvation. So pay very close attention to this, because you need to understand this as we get in, as we get into our, to the Bible one you second, because this is very, very important. The first words of verse 19, thunder as inescapable words of glory. The author say, believe, uh, the author says, believers, should have a confidence to enter the heavenly most holy place through the blood of Jesus Christ. In other words, all of God's people everywhere have access directly to God through the sacrifice of Christ. Understand that. We come to God not through a physical curtain in an earthly tabernacle or an earthly temple, but through the flesh of Christ torn for us that we might have access to God. So remember that when we talk about you know, through the Bible in one year segment, the curtain
resurrection of Jesus. So this first segment begins in verse 44 and runs through verse 49. And it says, starting at verse 44, It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon. For the sun stopped shining, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. So pause right there. Remember the significance of that. Remember what we just talked about when we talked about that in our verse of the day segment. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion, seeing what had happened, praised God and said, Surely this was a righteous man. When all the people who had gathered to witness this sight saw the saw what took place, they beat their breasts and went away. But all those who knew him, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. <coughs> so in these first six verses, the events surrounding the death of Jesus are described. So we see darkness coming over the land for three hours, from noon until about three in the afternoon, which may indicate God's judgment. So the tearing of the temple curtain points to the end of the temple system, it indicates that entrance into the presence of God is now through the sacrificial death of Jesus, which we just finished discussing in our verse of the day segment, and I already told you to keep that in mind. <coughs> so Jesus here again addresses his father and, and entrusts himself into his father's powerful care. And it is at this point that Jesus physically dies. So a Roman centurion sees significance in Jesus' death, praises God, and confesses the certainty of Jesus' right relationship to God. So, <clears throat> now we're going to move into the burial of Jesus, which starts in verse 50, and runs through verse 56, which says, Now there was a man named Joseph, a member of the council, a good and upright man, who had not consented to their decision and action. He came from the Judean town of Arimathea. He himself was waiting for the kingdom of God. Going to Pilate, he asked for Jesus' body. Then he took it down, wrapped it in, wrapped it in linen cloth, and placed in a tomb cut in the rock one in which no one had been laid. It was preparation day, and the Sabbath was about to begin. The women who had come with Jesus from Galilee followed Joseph and saw the tomb and how his body was laid in it. Then they went home and prepared spices and perfumes, but they rested on the Sabbath in obedience to the commandment. So these seven verses focus on the reality and the significance of the resurrection. Luke highlights the reality of the empty tomb, the description of Joseph as good and upright, and waiting for the kingdom of God, reminds 
mind story what reminds us readers of the hopes and the expectations of individuals in the early chapters of Luke. <coughs> so the references to Jesus' body indicate both that Jesus was physically dead. There is no doubt about that. Jesus was physically dead. This was not a fake death. This was an actual physical death. And the body that went into the tomb also came out of the tomb. So there was no bait and switch that went on here. The disciple didn't come in the night and steal the body. Because you remember from Matthew's Gospel, right? The Jewish leaders go to Pilate and say, Hey, put a guard on this tomb because these people might come and steal this body. So there is there was no possibility of a bait and switch here. His disciples were so scared they were in hiding. The only people that wanted anything to do with this were the women who had followed Jesus. So the perfume and spices were to lower the stench and perhaps slow decomposition. Again, Luke is pointing out that Jesus is physically dead. There is no questioning that. There should be no questioning that Jesus was physically dead at this point in time. <coughs> so the preparation by Joseph and the women show their obedience to the law, their respect and care for Jesus, their witness of the tomb and Jesus' body in the tomb, and their expectation of his death as a finality. So they saw Jesus' death as being a finality, as something that it, that was on. That was not, that was undoable. That you can't go back and raise somebody from the dead, even though they had seen Jesus raise Lazarus from the dead, or they had heard about Jesus raising Lazarus from the dead. They still believed in their hearts that he was dead, and there's nothing we can do to change that. But, but, Jesus' death was not a finality, because Jesus was not, would not stay. <coughs> dead, as we are about to find out, which leads us to the last 12 verses of today's chosen passage, which is 24, verse tw uh, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12, and here is what it says, <coughs> on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they entered, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, he has arisen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee. The Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. When they came back from the tomb, they told all these things to the eleven and to all the others. It was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the others with them told this to the apostles. But they did not believe the women because their words seemed to them like nonsense. Peter, however, got up and ran to the tomb. 
bending over, he saw the strips of linen lying by themselves. And he went away, wondering to himself what had happened. He went away, wondering to himself what had happened. So these final twelve verses emphasize the empty tomb. Understand that the empty tomb, the one they thought was dead, is no longer dead. So after obeying the Sabbath commandment on the first day of the week, the women bring to the tomb the spices they had prepared because in because they had seen Jesus dead. They knew for a fact he was dead, so they were going to prepare his body to stay in that tomb. But when they get there to that tomb, guess what they find? They don't find Jesus' body there. So a little note on the times. So throughout the time notes throughout this chapter, we call the events here as taking place within the same day. Right, so we know that the women went to the disciples on the same day. The disciples come to the tomb on the same day and obviously Jesus' body. And so we see the events that we'll, that we will look at tomorrow, starting in verse 13, happening on the same day also. So what we do see here is that the women go to the tomb and they find the stone rolled away. But what they don't find is Jesus' body. And then all of a sudden they see two men in dazzling clothes who are angels. And it makes them very, very afraid. Now wouldn't you be afraid if you saw two men who are described like they are described in the scriptures as... <coughs> well, they were wondering about this. Suddenly two men in clothes that gleam like lightning stood beside them. So they look like they are clothed in lightning. Wouldn't that scare you to death? And it didn't say to the women. But in response to the fear of these women, to the fear of the women at, at the encounter with these growing, frightening-looking beings, these angels announce that Jesus is living, and they remind the women of Jesus' own predictions. Right, so they remind them that Jesus said the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified on the third day raised again, and when they remind them of that, that's when they, the women finally remembered what Jesus had said. So in response to that, they go to the eleven. But the eleven disciples, the eleven apostles' response indicates that more than the empty tomb was going to be needed for them to grasp the reality and the significance of Jesus' resurrection, because Peter himself sees the tomb and the body inside, and is unsure what to make of it. Because you see, he's only ever seen one person ever raised from the dead, and that was Lazarus, and the only person that did that was Jesus. Jesus is dead. So he doesn't know if Jesus' body has been stolen, he doesn't know if Jesus has been risen from the dead or not. But that will all change, and we will see how all of that changes when we conclude this amazing and entirely true story tomorrow. And tomorrow's Bible readings are Judges twenty, Judges nine twenty-two through ten eighteen, Luke twenty-four thirteen through fifty-three, Psalm one hundred one through five, and Proverbs fourteen eleven through twelve.